Bonjour amigos, welcome back to the fishbowl Just to set the bar really low Just to make sure that it is crystal clear And absolutely 100% apparent That uh, sure, we're trying We're not trying to suck on purpose But uh, uh, we are a dumb podcaster Our career goal is to be a dumb podcaster So congratulations to us, bust out the whiskey uh, no sign of uh, my former and still current, I think, partner in crime, Fish B. I heard he's out there getting his uh, bandages uh, cleaned and redone. Tough life for uh, Fish B. But, but then also, uh, Gladys, the new cat uh, that I got this summer from the Humane Society, Great Tabby, former stray. She's adorable. Uh, I think she, I don't know if she came over to help me with the show. Or came over to 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 hurt my aspirations of the show. Uh, whatever uh, Gladys's master plan is here, let's check in now with my cat Gladys, which is not great content. But again, keep in mind right out the gate, lowering the bar. Gladys, in the name of ASMR, do you have anything to contribute? Since you're gonna sit here with one paw. On my nuts. Hypnotizing, isn't it? Just hypnotizing. Um, I'm having some serious fucking health issues. You have no fucking clue what I woke up to. But with that in mind, uh, we could do that show uh, any day. Um, it's a lot of construction. Uh, going on in uh, Spokangeles, any town USA right now. Um, I hope you can hear. I closed the window. That was my bad. And I'm not going to fucking get up and open it now. Gladys, do you know how to open the window? That's probably for the best. Um, I like the, uh, not the soundtrack of, of the city really, but it would be more of a score as, as the traffic and the sirens and the trains and the helicopters. And I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure to, uh, to, to waking up and feeling truly terrible. Um, sure, uh, jackhammers are, uh, are annoying. I mean, everyone knows how loud a, a jackhammer is. Um, and a sexual aspiration, but that's really a side note. The jackhammer. Um... But have you ever woken up to one of those uh, gasoline-powered asphalt sauce? Like for, like for hours? When you're already going insane. Like when you're already going in terrible. There is nothing like, um, like some tinnitus like ringing in your ears from, you know, too much loud suicidal tendencies and slayer uh, from junior high on. That's a thing. Uh, that is nothing. Uh, compared to the sweet, sultry, fuck you with a hammer sounds of, uh, I don't even, is it called an asphalt saw? I don't even fucking know what it's called. It may have a different name, but that's what it's used for, and it is, uh, it is loud. Um, I got a few quick things about the news. I, I'm nervous. I don't like the way the news is, uh, is shaping up this week, but we'll try to be out of here in, uh, in less than 10 minutes, I promise, okay? And maybe we'll be back tomorrow. Who fucking knows? Um, these are just my concerns going into the week on a Monday.
chief amongst them. Um, I used to consider myself a Democrat. I still do in many ways, but I'm so disgusted by the brand and by the execution and the current leadership and politicians that make up the Democratic Party that I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's just you get to a point that uh, I'm not I'm not comfortable with the brand. Um, But I think uh, for the good of the country, it would be nice of all the weeks for the Democratic Party not to implode. Uh, This would be that week. Maybe I'm too negative. Maybe I'm too down on the Dems, but they have got themselves a real pickle here. Uh, Grandpa Joe Biden and uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Minority Leader over to the Senate, or excuse me, Majority Leader, uh, because of Kamala, uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, they've all been negotiating in good faith. I believe that. But all those people have been around Washington, D.C. and politics for Fucking ever. This is this is not Grandpa Joe's uh, Democratic Party. Where are they going to come together for the good of the group? I don't think it's not fucking Nancy's Democratic Party. It's not Chuck Schumer's, whatever, whatever he remembers. But this infrastructure impasse, we've been trying to pass infrastructure. It, it goes well beyond uh, the infrastructure week that never happened, uh, which makes sense under, under President Don. It goes back further than that. We have a a once-in-a-generation opportunity to make a significant investment in infrastructure. We even got 19 Republicans to agree upon it in the Senate. That's one part of the bill. But that doesn't seem to be going fucking anywhere, even though it makes so much fucking sense, and the Democrats just can't take yes for an answer. There is low-hanging fruit. There are political victories. That might lead to you keeping the House in a year. That might lead to a Democrat maybe, just maybe, winning a fucking presidential election in 2024, if they could pull that off. But somehow... even though the Republicans gave that to him, 19 voted for him, including Mitch McConnell in the Senate, gave them that gift. Democrats, because they just, they just can't take yes for an answer, goddammit. They've got to roll into another bill that's going to be passed strictly upon party lines. They they want it to be $3.5 trillion. Bernie says he's already made quite the compromise because his number is under seven. And at a number that big, why not make it 12, Bernie? But they they want to do everything in this bill. They want, they want, they want universal pre-K. They want everybody to be able to go to community college for free. All kinds of uh, green grid investments. All kinds of uh, 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 for, uh, for 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 senior citizens or or those of us that are messed up enough to already uh, be on me- not Medicaid. Already messed up enough to be on a, a Medicare. It would automatically come with uh, vision, dental. And, uh, and hearing, uh, now you have to uh, get one of those add-on plans that are on TV fucking constantly. Um, but because the Democrats want to put fucking everything in that second part of the bill, 
my biggest concern is the Democratic Party is so fucking bad at being a political party that when all this shakes out, the Democrats are going to have exactly what they have now, which is a big zero, a big fucking squadoosh. This this inter-party infighting. And then, and then, and then, of course, uh, whenever there's a Democrat in office, uh, the Republicans pretend like they don't know what the fuck the debt limit is, and why would they be involved in raising it? Now, when a Republican is in office, it's because uh, that's not for new spending. Uh, we raise the debt ceiling here in America so we could meet our already prior financial obligations. It's not for future shit. It's for the stuff that's already been enacted into law or code or blah, blah, blah. But when a Democrat is in office, uh, then uh, Republicans regain some semblance of the alleged conservative fiscal policy that their party was based on some many years ago. And, uh, and it's all Democrats all the time. I swear to God, I think the Democrats are going to blow up each one of these infrastructure deals. They are not, they're, they are going to uh, make the mistake many of us do, and I do all the time. Uh, they will let the, uh, the perfect be the enemy of the good, and as collateral damage, uh, there's also going to be a fucking government shutdown, too. This is fun. Because the progressives are sticking at that fucking number of $3.5 million. Maybe it's coming down to two. Democrats? I know they're not going to listen to me. But may, maybe more do than I realize. That said, take yes for an answer on the first one. And then get the Green New Deal. Strip as much money as you can out of the second bill that just has to be passed along Democratic lines with a little help from uh, Kamala Harris in the Senate, if you can keep uh, Senators Manchin and Sinema on board. Just boil this thing down to universal pre-K or daycare, meaning that if you're a middle class and below family in America and anyone who has kids, had kids, know someone with kids, daycare, childcare, whatever the fuck, is a nightmare. It's a goddamn bloody nightmare, and it is fucking expensive. Can you imagine how many single moms can you imagine how many young, struggling families? If you take that expense out of the equation, how much more financial success you are setting up that single mom or that family to, to be? Any fucking clue? You could do that. You could do that, Democrats. But you don't want to do that because you're not going to have a fucking solar panel that goes across the goddamn Grand Canyon. Oh, I say. You could give everyone free community college. You could fucking do that. 
keep this thing under $2 trillion. You could even do the Medicare help for the seniors. There's something for everybody. Get them their vision, dental, and hearing. Ta-da. Because if the Democrats can't get their shit in order in like this fucking week, I mean, odds of them losing the House and the Senate in 2022 are, are already more than likely. But 2024 rolls around. Massive Democratic infighting. The party just continues to splinter and splinter and splinter on top of that. Grandpa Joe isn't going to run for re-election, but if he is, he's going to be primary. So the whole Democratic sides of thing is just going to be a shit show. Meanwhile, sets the stage just perfectly uh, for your former president and mine, I suppose, uh, the not-so-honorable number 45, Donald J. Trump, uh, as the Democrats are in total disarray. And this dude, pay very close attention, if this dude starts filling up fucking, like, NFL football stadiums or, like, SEC, like, Southern, like, football stadiums, not only will Trump be elected, he will be president for life. We boast of an incredible democracy, probably the best democracy in the world, better than some of the other democracies like Turkey and Hungary and other fucking places like that where people had democratic systems and then proceeded to vote their rights away and hand it over to fucking dictators or wannabe dictators. President for life. So that's, uh, that's my concern uh, this week. And then I, I'm such a dumbass. Didn't I say I wanted to be out of here in like eight, 10 minutes? Here we are at 14. Uh, I think all I've talked about is my cat uh, noises outside and, uh, and the Democratic Party imploding. Uh, uh, can, I, can I say just three other things as fast as I fucking can? And I know fast isn't necessarily uh, the, my best speed. Um, unless you want to have very rapid sex in a closet, then I can. Then my speed is... Um, Haitians at the border doesn't quite rhyme but Haitians at the border uh, there were 30,000 at one point last week it was you know human rights disaster the, the drone pictures ju just ran 24 hours a day on Fox News the horses created uh, even even though those uh, Border Patrol agents, their job for the day was to get on the horse and try to hold the line. That was their job. <laughs> now you got the president of the fucking United States talking about investigations. and uh, Anyway. To me, that's not the tragedy. The fucking horses of all the Haitians at the border. And I understand immigration is one of the trickiest and, and most nuanced and full of gray uh, political issues that there, there potentially is in the world. But like 90 fucking percent of these Haitians haven't lived in Haiti for a while. And Haiti's gotten a shit ton worse since there's been a, a 
multiple hurricanes, another earthquake. They got out after the last earthquake 10 fucking years ago. And not being able to get into South Florida or somewhere else in America, they went to Central and South America. But now, 10 years later, as the economies in those countries and, and gang violence and just everything that would make, make one seriously consider moving, uh, as that's happening, um, and I think optimism based on, uh, optimism based on uh, past statements on immigration philosophy from, uh, from Grandpa Joe, and one of the big things to me, maybe it'll be on Feist News. They, they have a, a pretty good knack of, uh, of getting embedded in these things. But, but whose idea was this? Because these are, I mean, they were Brazilian, or excuse me, they were Haitian communities throughout Central and South America. But someone had the idea, and then the word had to spread that safety in numbers, let's all travel together, let's show up at the fucking border, and I think we're going to fucking get in. But we made them hang out under a bridge. Humanitarian crisis. 100 degree heat. For like over a fucking week. And, th and then we had the audacity. These people that showed up at our border asking for asylum. Because they can't fucking go back to Haiti. So where did the U.S. send? Like a thousand? They put them on planes. Back to fucking Haiti which of everywhere one could live in the Western Hemisphere, not one's top pick, generally. Generally. To me, that's fucking outrageous. Like, they're refugees. Uh, uh, what the fuck, what does asylum mean if, if, if these people can't come? The, the outrage wasn't the horses, it was the plagues. But I don't know if you've looked around the fucking economy lately, but based on where I'm at in Spokangeles, literally anywhere USA, and every other thing I know about every other city is basically every entry-level job in the entire economy is hiring. And these are people that have already proven their ability to go to another country that doesn't function near as well as America and make it work for them there. We should have met them with horses or airplanes. We should have rolled out the fucking welcome mat. But then you get into the nuances and the grays of immigration and then what do you do when team 2, 3, 4, 10, 12 from Haiti and every other so it's I understand that I understand I, I understand that but that's how I feel about Haiti's at the border I really wanted to talk about the fucking Amtrak derailment in Montana, this thing called the fucking front frontier line. It should be a big story. This is Amtrak plane, or, or excuse me, Amtrak uh, uh, train. BNS, BNSF track. The track just got fucking upgraded, like, fucking recently. 
It's called the Frontier Line, and it goes from to Chicago and Seattle and back. Seems like it would be ju- just beautiful, right, across the North Plains. But that train, this particular, it was westbound. I live a block and a half away from the fucking train trestle. The fucking train station is three blocks that way. So they would have got to me before they got to got to Seattle, but fucking seven cars derailed. Three people died. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Almost like 20 and ah! those are <laughs> those are funny sounds. I uh in fact, <clears throat> oh I have a beverage, but we're over 20 minutes now. Jesus Christ, Robert. I'm getting real good, like, I can make a podcast that's, uh, that's three to five minutes or 20. I'm still trying to find, like, that eight to ten sweet spot, I think. I think. That said, um, who fucking knows? Like I said, I'm a dumb podcaster. All I ever wanted to be was a dumb podcaster, so uh, if you need a reason to celebrate... Uh, there you go. You'd know at least one person who uh, all their dreams came true. Not not like one dream, not like a couple dreams, like every dream I've ever had. Be a dumb podcaster. Here I am, the uh, uh, right now a, a metaphorical monument to success. But I hope before I die here in Spokane, just they actually build a uh, some some kind of uh, some kind of statue. Just me and Gladys and like Fish be doing it. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about that fucking Amtrak story, but then my uh I think that sabotage, something's fucked up here. Um but then my voice started going all crazy. I just saw the John Stewart commercials for uh for, for he's got a new show coming about Apple TV. John Stewart is one of my heroes just from stand-up, well before the Daily Show started. And once the Daily Show started, then it was all right. Like comedically, like, like my dudes, like the big name guy, um, obviously Letterman, Chris Rock, John Stewart, and then obviously influences like Carlin and stuff that everybody's just kind of influenced by. But if, but if I can uh, do the circle a little wider, uh, Michelle Wolf, because I'd like to include a lady and uh, remind Michelle that uh, push comes to shove. Uh, there's a kid in Spokangeles living his dream, uh, very single. And then uh, T.J. Miller, T.J. Miller from uh, Silicon Valley. Um, anyway, uh, you know what you don't call that? You don't call that a transition of, uh, of any kind. I'm going to get the fuck out of here because I can't imagine can't imagine anyone wanting to listen to 23 minutes and 35 seconds of this, so we better cut it out at 22, 33.